you know, I'm already a furry uh, at this point. I've been a furry right, for right. a very long time. So I, I just picked up my tablet and just started to learn drawing. Like I could make something out of this. I told myself like, I could make something out of this. This could be my moment to become more than this. So I just start picking up my the tablet, look at some references and start the drawing. And from that day, uh, I discovered that, wow, I actually enjoy art a lot. I really, really love art. <laughs> Welcome guys to another episode of the Fox and Burger podcast, where we bring you closer to the Asian side of the furry fandom, one episode at a time. I'm your co-host, Michael the Mancha Fox. And I'm Burger. And today, we bring you our very first interview with a Cambodian fur, Rachia. In this episode, we learned about Rachia's life growing up in the countryside and in an urban tourist hotspot. We also took a look at his journey into becoming an artist and what inspired him to get into digital art. Finally, we asked about the Cambodian furry fandom to see how many there really are over there. We're excited to finally visit Cambodia, so sit back, relax, and enjoy some Kui Tiao. Okay, and welcome to the podcast, Rachia. Hello, hello, hello. And it's so nice to be here, though, to finally get to join in your podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you watched some of our episodes before? Oh, I, I do. I do watch uh, one of your episodes of the uh, you interview uh, Hyena Paul. Uh, Cheetah Paws. Oh, Cheetah Cheetah Paws. Yeah, uh, Cheetah Paws. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Don't worry, he's not listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I find it find very entertaining yeah. actually. Yeah, we'll probably we'll we'll see him. He's actually coming to Taiwan soon for a tea party. That's a that's a con coming up. Yeah, so. For the folks here in Taiwan, we'll see him pretty soon. So you saw that episode. Did you see any others, or? Um, I I have not yet, but I but I do find that episode quite really entertaining for me, which yeah. which uh, got got me caught up for like the entire session as well. So there's that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and you have the honor of being like the very first Cambodian for on the podcast. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such an exciting moment. I, I, I've been, uh, I really wanted to share the uh, furry uh, detail from Cambodia to everyone here. So I'm really excited yeah. about that part. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what this podcast is all about. It's sharing furry cultures from different parts of Asia and then comparing how that is to other people. So I think it's great that we have people from Laos, from Malaysia, Indonesia, a lot of places that share their own unique cultures for everyone to hear. So we're glad to have you here. You know, Cambodia has always been a place that we wanted to go to for the podcast and also like physically. Um, and honestly, like I was really ecstatic when I when I saw your Twitter. I think that's how we first met. And then I think we also like talked a little bit about like another Cambodian fur who's also an artist. Like what was his name again? I think his name is uh, P. Sen. I believe that's how. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I haven't reached out to him yet, but maybe you know, obviously, maybe do that later. But yeah, thank you so much for being on the pod. Uh, thank you so much as well for inviting me here. It's such an honor. So sure. I'm really excited to uh, share all this information with everyone. We usually like to begin um, with uh, uh, very basic questions, of course. Um, so could you please tell us your name, your persona, and where you live? Oh, of course. So. Uh, my name is Richier, and I'm uh, obviously from Cambodia. And uh, my first owner is inspired from a behemoth and a, a wolf. But you would see more of a wolf side on his design. But you can see the small bit of behemoth detail on his horn and his tail. True. Really random question, but have you ever played Final Fantasy before? Because when I hear Behemoth, I think of Final Fantasy. Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong to speculate that because yeah, I, I do take the inspiration from the Final Fantasy. But no me- way, no <laughs> way. When I, yeah, I, I was like, I kind of got that feeling, like when I when you said the word, but then also like looking at your persona, I was like, okay, yeah, this this guy. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Final Fantasy, so that 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 struck a chord with me. Yeah, but uh, for me, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I never get a chance to play Final Fantasy myself. <laughs> but I oh, do, sure, sure, sure. I do like their uh, monster design, so that's why I take oh, yeah. inspiration from the Behemoth. They're they're so creative. Like I know some of the materials reused, but like the 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 monster designs, they're very very creative. Yeah, I mean it's, it's very fantasy. It's it's in the name. They are so charming. Mm-hmm. So, so for your your persona, you said he's like part Behemoth, part Wolf. 
I noticed that he's wearing a blindfold, but yet you're not a blind wolf. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, of course. So uh, the reason why I choose to, uh, him to wear a blindfold is because I took inspiration from other character from League of Legends. You know how... Uh, Lee Sin? Uh, yeah, Lee Sin and uh, Jin. You know how uh, that character uh, be charming without revealing their faces? Oh, Jin, the the he's the ADC, right, with the with the pistol. Yeah, the the basically his whole kit around revolve around uh, number four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, hmm. notice how uh, a lot of people find him charming because he uh, hmm. doesn't reveal his face, uh, doesn't reveal his expression. That's what makes him so uh, attractive, so uh, yeah, yeah, so engaging. So that's why I took inspiration hugely from Jin and Lee Sin. Yeah, I, I just hmm. and, and so Berger hasn't played League of Legends, but these yeah, these are two characters from uh, League of Legends. Like Lee Sin is like a he's more like a melee character. He's a jungler, and yeah. then Jin is an ADC. Mm -hmm. He's a ranged character. I think like what like Jin's like his passive is like every fourth shot crits. Is that correct? Oh yes, of course, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I play well. I played more Jin than Lee Sin, but anyway, <laughs> just yeah, just a little bit of background to people who don't play League. <laughs> I don't play League anymore. Like I, I need, I need to clarify, but I know what I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The the way you've talked about him not revealing his face and that being what it, it attracts people to him, uh, I see that in other characters as well, and I can see why that is. There's like a element of mystery yep. to it. Yes, definitely. Um, I like that. I like that. It's it's a way of like uh it, it will make him a bit uh, both of a threatening but also a mysterious friendly figure. So uh this is like a, a more yeah. of a little uh, psychological way, but like uh when you yep. uh, obstruct a, a face or expression when that when the character in an action or like in a very tense moment is feel uh, disconnected, it's feel dehumanized the the character, and it would make him a bit more threatening, more powerful. So that's my inspiration mm -hmm. why he's wearing a blindfold. That's also why he's uh, also a behemoth species. So both of them are, are working with each other in harmony to make it as a mm -hmm. powerful character, powerful person. I see the horns. I see the horns like like next mm -hmm. to the ear. It looks like you have four horns though. Yes. I see like two small horns and two bigger horns. Yes. So yeah, that, that's also made to him more like a uh, uh, similar how uh, a king would wear a crown. So this way it's more to symbolize him like he's the, the uh, more of a... Uh, bigger person to be uh dominant to be more in control when you see the character mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's why with the horn yeah that's a really good way of expressing that I, <laughs> I really like that that sense of power and like uh dominance yeah yeah that's that's really yeah, can cool you tell us a little bit more about the name richia like 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 what does it mean and, and does it have a history uh, it's not much of a history side. Uh, it is. It is a Cambodian name. It's actually ah. a uh, what what we call in uh, in my language is called a uh, Rijasap or uh, King languages, basically. Mm. So the name Richia means like mm. uh, the the basically the, the high classes. Uh, rich in my language it basically means like a king or a emperor. So uh, Richia is a bit more of a a bit of a bit of a playful name at at the end, but it's to make him uh sound a bit more yeah uh like we said a bit more threatening, a bit more powerful in his name. So yeah, that's that that's the 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 reason behind the Richie name. True. We have so many questions for you uh today. Let's just start with again another basic question: How did you get into the fandom? As a Cambodian, for how did you get into the fandom? Oh my gosh, it went all the way back. I, I remember when I was like uh, sitting around at, uh, at my house at the corner of the wall and using my mom's phone to watch some YouTube video. And mostly, uh, at first I was like uh, watching uh, Pokemon and Digimon video. And then yeah. I, I just saw this one video about of a furry AMV, the uh, anime music video yep. and I immediately got hooked in it it's like ooh what is this and I just started to dig into the furry part and then there's that I'm introduced to the furry fandom uh, when was this was this like five years ago six years ago ooh I think it's it's a bit longer than that I think it's around like, like, like more... ten years oh yeah it's definitely more than ten years 
Oh wow. So <laughs> so this is like what like middle school for you maybe or or elementary or what? They definitely in elementary school. So you became a furry in elementary, like around elementary school. Yes, yes, I, uh, I do, I do. I think around elementary school, if I can recall it correctly. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, surprisingly not uncommon nowadays. Now that mm -hmm. kids have more access to technology and therefore the internet. Yeah, I think uh, you know, just... it's also well because of the uh, furry becoming more common into the internet. So that wouldn't mm -hmm. be the realm of uh, a not. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. When I was first introduced to the fandom, this is around late 2000s, early 2010s, mm -hmm. it was less common to be furry or to see furry, and most people didn't really reach out or see it or look for it until they were like in their teenage years, late teens, early 20s. Coincidentally, right around the time that I discovered the furry fandom, I think, I think it's good that it has more reach nowadays, yeah. I, th I think Richie became a furry before me because I, I only became a furry in 2017. Zootopia? Uh, for me, well, just to make a very short story because I've, I've actually explained this in our new YouTube short, <laughs> in our <laughs> latest one. Um, mm -hmm. I saw Balto uh, as a kid, like uh, growing up. I don't know. I was five or six years old. Maybe this was like 2001 or something like that. I saw the movie Balto and that was like the gateway drug for me. And then the the time, like the actual year that I, I, I say to people that became furry is twenty is twenty seventeen because it was just a it's just years and years of just like being passive, I guess. And then like in twenty seventeen, I said, you know, I'm 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 gonna do furry. Like like let, let's just do it. Let's let's see what cons are out there. Let's make friends. Let's let's just fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. No, I, I mean I. I like that attitude. I I could understand around that part. It's also coincidentally uh, around that part. It's like the new uh, the movie Zootopia just come out, and they did convert oh, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. people into yeah. a furry fandom. So well, there's it, that. For me, it wasn't the main reason, but it definitely helped me like push myself along. I'll I'll, I'll give Zootopia this. Zootopia helped me decide that I wanted to be a fox. After I saw Nick, I was like, "Yep, I'm I'm gonna be a fox." <laughs> but yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, another story, another time. I wanted to ask you though, um, again, because I'm just, I've never been to Cambodia, so I'm just like really fascinated. Like, tell us about your childhood though. Like, like, like you grew up in Cambodia. Like, tell us about like your hometown and, and like how, how, how it was living there. I mean, just, just start, start wherever you feel like it. Oh, of course. So, uh, uh, when, when I was born, I was actually born in a, not in uh, Siem Reap, which is, uh, now it's called the second capital of Cambodia, but I was actually born in uh, in a province called uh, Kampung Kadai, which is uh, around like an hour or two away from uh, the Simria. But then I moved to uh, Simria around like uh, one or two years old, and I didn't stay in the capital itself. Uh, I stayed uh, in the countryside that called uh, Phnom Krao. So I spent most of my childhood there, you know, hanging out like basically uh, what a countryside kid would do. Uh, hanging around in the rice field and all that, something like that. Mm. And I started to move to uh, the city in around age seven or eight years old. Also, when I started to introduce what a technology like uh, Cartoon Network and all that stuff, which, Ooh. which then again, it's like a, a new world for me because the first, uh, the first thing that I get introduced was in Cartoon Network and all that stuff. So it's a fresh taste for me. Until yeah, uh, I I live in the uh, city uh, since then, since the eight years old until now. Oh, okay, okay. Would you say you lived in the countryside for just a short while? Yeah, uh, I think like yeah, around yeah. like yeah, uh, four or five years or so. Sure, sure. But but then but then since then, like you you said like what like you're seven or eight years old. Is that correct that you lived, you've been living in more like an, like a urban environment? Oh yes, definitely. Definitely. Sure, sure, sure. Gotcha. What would you say, uh, outside of the, the obvious differences, what would you say is the difference between like a countryside life and like a urban city life? Oh, there are a lot of, because I, I grew up in, uh, back in the day, there's not much of a technology we introduce and stuff. I mean, we, we, we do have a TV, but. Then again, I, I don't know what their purpose was because I was so young at that time. But uh, for me, I usually more of uh, when I'm younger, I usually spend more time uh, fishing and all that stuff. 
So yeah, compared to now, there are a lot of new stuff like uh, theater, like supermarket. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also digital stuff like internet, YouTube, Facebook, which I never know was existed back in the day. It's like two different worlds for me at least. <laughs> so yeah, I it's a really different stuff for me to experience. But then again, I'm very glad it did because how would I? Uh, that's how I get into the furry fandom because of it introducing yeah, to yeah. the technology and stuff. Of course, yeah. Did you grow up like? Kind of like my family, for example. I come from a poor family. Did you did you grow up into like a poor family or? Uh, I I would say, yeah, uh, a bit, yeah, a bit. We we do again. Simbrip is a tourism place, so we do rely a lot on tourism. So yeah, yeah. yeah I we we do have like uh, our own small local restaurant, but yeah, we we do still re- uh have some moment in time. We do have a bit struggle here and there. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, my family, when they moved to the U.S., they, they definitely struggled because, like, they couldn't take much stuff with them. And then, you know, like, they basically had to leave everything behind. So oh, my yeah. my family, they I think before they moved to the U.S., like, when they're in Laos, I think they were primarily farmers. Yeah, so so they had they definitely had a taste of, like, the countryside. And then when they moved to the U.S., they, they finally got to live in, in what, what I would call a suburban area. I definitely feel lucky that I've technically lived in a more urban setting throughout since i was born basically uh it may not have been the most prestigious town but i grew up in a more urban area well i think uh, you grew up more suburban suburban i would call it that was after high school i think it it was a suburban area that i lived in before moving up to to plano and all that uh but i used to live in a place called duncanville but which was closer to but did you live like downtown um, downtown duncanville well, the street that I lived on didn't have an didn't have a sidewalk. I'll I'll say that much. It sounds more suburban to me. Yeah, yes, what I would call suburban. More suburban. Yeah. yeah, but I did have a decent. Uh, I it was basically my backyard was basically like this forest, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. My backyard was was a forest in Wiley as well, but yeah, mm. but but I mean, it, it it got it got paved over. Yeah, yeah. But back to back to Cambodia, I, I was really curious. I, I'm I'm a little bit curious. Of, like, what do your parents do? If if I'm if I'm allowed to ask. Oh yeah, it's definitely fine for me. So, so uh, right now they have this uh, job that are what they call a uh, a ceremonial preparation. Like basically, uh, uh, we we have uh, we take responsible on uh, food when it's come to party like wedding, birthday, or mm-hmm. or a funeral or something like that. So we we take responsible on that part. Is it mainly the food, or is it like other? Other other things you have to organize for those for those events. Uh, there's there's also uh, other stuff that we we take uh accepted like we are, we do sometimes uh, uh takes preparation of the stage and the event itself as well. But sure sure yeah but but sometimes we uh like the the guests and all that stuff no that that's up to the uh the person who's ordering the packages from us. We only we only uh, take responsible from the uh, on the food, the drink, and the the stage, the preparation itself, not the guests mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I, I, it sounds like to me like like I guess I guess I would call them event planners. Yeah, event that's planners, the word I was looking for or, too. Or yeah. or or event planners or like and maybe some catering. We I think mm-hmm. we'd also call it catering. Ooh, catering. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think event planner would would be suitable more, but yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then, what what are you studying right now, though? That that's something like 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 I know that you're a student, you know, you're in college, but what what are you studying? Uh, right now, I'm uh, personally studying a professional design. I'm currently in my uh, second years. My uh, course are basically more of a artsy style, basic. Uh, if you could say that, it's more of a sure. art feel, because we usually uh tends to focus more on general design than a specific one like architecture or uh, building. But we, we focus more on on object or painting or the uses of the consumption. The uses of consumption. So you're really, uh, so it's important to you how people use the product that you're designing, right? Yes, yes, definitely. It's very important for the d- designer. Uh, we're working both on the uh, the design consumption and the the way how it could be appealing to uh, the uh, consumer. Right, and we talked about this a little bit before uh, the podcast, but 
tell us again, what do you create your products like? What kind of age range or what kind of demographic? We tend to do well on uh, all of the ages, but mostly or more frequently is to the younger audiences to a range around like uh, 20 or to 30, uh, 30-ish uh, consumer. Because again, in Cambodia, there are a lot of uh, people, the majority of uh, citizens here are a range around of like 20 to 30-ish we we do have to work a lot around the uh, on that age gap on how they're designed and how uh, they're attracted to that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What got you interested in this field though, like this field of professional design? Like, what made you, what made you want to pursue a career in this field? Oh, I actually uh, because I I was so into art in the first place. I, well, uh, yeah, yeah. what got me into the design because I was I I really love art and. I want to uh, expand it on my knowledge on how I could use this into more of a uh, business style. So that's why I choose design graphic because I could actually use my uh, art knowledges to make it into a product so that I could mm-hmm. attract the, uh, the, uh, the buyer or the consumer to buy my product. Because as an artist, you have to learn things like composition, like lighting, like subject perspective, and like you apply these like these these aspects or like these theories and you you turn it into like a product i suppose yes definitely yes like uh, like how like how does it look like what is what is it shaped you know is it big or is it small and like so so i can see some overlap there yeah it's actually uh quite common that you think that how art would uh correlate with how the design would work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm not an artist i'm a photographer so i had to know basic exposure i need to know aperture i need to know field of view, I need, I need to know composition, for example. So like whenever I take photos, I keep these things in mind and it gave me like a deeper appreciation of art. Um, again, I'm not like, I don't draw, I'm not an artist. So it's like, you know, oh, no, it's, uh, it's it, 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 but it gives me that appreciation. Yeah. In, in the uh, design field from uh, what I learned, it actually also require photography as well because, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so you do some photography. Yeah. Because, uh, we are, uh, uh, not just design product, but also we mainly design posters as well. So this is why we also require uh, photography to help us to capture some product and we could make it as a poster. So it's also a requirement to know photography as well in the design field. Is there anything you want to do like with this degree? like, um, Or maybe like where do you want to work after you graduate, I should say? Uh, for me, uh, right now, I I kind of wanted to work into uh, the for a company so that I could have more experiences. Or uh, because we tend to work with client and different client require different uh, subjective on their design. So mm-hmm. I would really love to work in a company so that I could have more experiences on their view of how each design and how they like their design. And so that I could use that knowledge to also not uh, not just on to work on the uh, the the design job, but also also I could use that knowledge to work with my art form as well. So there are a bit of exchange here and there. Mm-hmm. I, I try to make the benefit on both sides in that way. That is an interesting perspective. You know, we, we've been kind of talking a lot about art. And so I think I think we can just go ahead and like jump straight into that topic. Um, what got you into art then? Oh, I it's not like a nice story, but it's the one oh, that yeah. it's the one that helped me that I am still proud of. Mm-hmm. I think it's around in the uh, 2019 or yeah, I think it's around in 2019. I was feeling a bit down, let's say down in the moment in life. <laughs> so... I, I woke up one day and I was like, I could do something better than this. I, I want to make something mm-hmm. a bit more than this. And just instead of just feeling a bit down <laughs> uh, most of the time. So I started picking up my uh, tablet and started to, you know, I'm already a furry uh, at this point. I've been a furry right, for, right. A, for a very long time. So I, I just picked up my tablet and just started to learn drawing. Like I could make something out of this. I told myself, like, I could make something out of this. This could be my moment to become more than this. So I just start picking up my the tablet, look at some references and start the drawing. And from that day, uh, I discovered that, wow, I actually enjoy art a lot. I really, really love art. <laughs> so that's, that's incredible to hear. I'm, 
As someone who's studied the creative fields as well, I, I went into film and audio and stuff. I really like how everyone's story about how they got into art, it almost kind of, it's it's similar how they feel like there's something greater that they could be doing or that there's something greater in life because they've discovered this way of expressing themselves, of expressing some sort of creativity in them. I think that's a really powerful thing about art forms in general. Well, I, I could definitely agree. It's a really powerful topic. It's basically more of a open world in our head that we could just uh, draw it out and express it to uh, through yeah. illustration. So it's a really, mm -hmm. really powerful thing. I could definitely agree on that. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that you started art by you started getting to art by like you were drawing on your tablet, right? Yes. Uh, so, so, so was it just like was it like a, like an iPad with with like a stylus, or were you just like using your finger, or? Oh my gosh, it's uh, it's actually uh, a a Samsung tablet. It's like around ah. like five or six years at this point. Right, and right. Hmm. I, I I watched some video on YouTube where you have this the, the metallic uh, like similar to a nail. But you can also yeah. put dip it in the uh, the silk, and you can just draw it when it's when it's wet. So wait, so so, so you have like a nail, and you dip it in, in in what again? Silk. Yeah, uh, we, uh, yeah, we have like put the silk on top of the uh, the the nail part, so that when when we dip into the water, it actually works on the tablet. Ah, uh, so, yeah. so, so so oh wow, interesting. I didn't know that's hmm. how it worked. Yeah. So, so I, you can have like a nail as like as like a pen. Well, you have to attach silk to the nail. You dip that into water, and then I guess that allows you to draw yeah, on a tablet. It, it works similar to stylus, but you have to constantly dip it uh, each time when it begins dried out. It's all. It sounds like you're just you're like you're working with like ink. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty old school, honestly. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but 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 now I tend an to interesting move. Interesting way. Yeah, like you're. It's like you're applying an ancient technique to <laughs> to draw something digital. I actually never thought about that part, but now I could see it. <laughs> actually, yeah, it so makes a lot like, of sense. Were you drawing furry stuff when you started out, or were you drawing just like non-furry stuff? I um, already started uh, drawing furry at that point. I actually yeah, started, yeah, yeah. the first thing I would do is actually working on my first owner. So there are a lot of different updated later on, but yeah, the first, thought, mm -hmm. the first thing I remember when I draw is my first owner. Uh, and the second part is like I started to make some new OCs and here and there and then just I I move away from the uh, the metallic style uh, metallic nail stuff. So right now I'm using fingers. Hmm. Oh wait, wait. So right now you're just using your fingers. Yeah, I'm using finger. I I still uh, draw on the same tablet, but I don't use that 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 old stuff anymore. I'm just using my finger from then on. Wow. What, so you don't want to buy a stylus or? Oh, I I I definitely buy like. <laughs> Three or four times, but they never lasted more than uh, six months. Oh, interesting, wow. interesting. So you've been drawing with your finger because I think you're probably one of the few artists I know who's like, like, like I'm looking at your art and like, for example, your profile picture. You're telling me that you draw that with you drew that with your fingers. Yes, yes, you're definitely right. Wow. I, I actually draw. I, that I with can't. My I, can, I can't imagine that. Like, I, I you got you have to like send like a recording of us of of, of you doing that. Like, I I, I need to I need mm -hmm. to see this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like you, you're. I, I'm looking at the strokes and everything. Like they're very detailed. There's a lot of strokes, and you have different shades. And you're telling me you do that with your fingers. I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. not. I mean, there's definitely a lot of fine motor skills involved with using your fingers to create stuff. But I never really thought about applying that to like actually drawing or painting, unless it's like you know finger painting. Uh, but that's kind of basically what you're doing on your tablet, just finger painting your way into some some furry artwork. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not an easy process. I need to get used to it for like a month or so until I, I get used to it. But uh, I, I've been mm. I've been doing this for more like uh, than uh, two or three years or so. So it's not that hard for me. But it's it's a hard learning process from the start. It is a bit difficult. Mm. But have you ever thought about buying like you know like Cintiqs or something like that? Oh, definitely. Because uh, currently, I, I I might require to buy it from uh, in my colleges as well. So I, oh, I wow. do have some. That must plan be expensive for you guys for like the not like the basic Wacom or whatever like like a Cintiq. That's even in America, Cintiqs are expensive. So like, <laughs> it must be expensive for you. I, I would imagine. I, I I might actually stick to Wacom for now because it's. It's yeah. a famous product here mm -hmm. for digital mm -hmm. artists. It's a famous product, so 
I, yeah, I, yeah, I might exactly. stick to that as well. Believe it or not, like I actually have a, a very, very basic, like probably no more than seven USD Wacom drawing tablet. It's probably just like the base tier because I also mm. wanted to do art. I mainly was wanting to do calligraphy um but with but with like digital calligraphy but it, it didn't really work out so i was like eh, like I, I basically gave up after a month <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, I, mm. could, I could i could i could understand that it is a bit hard to get used in the first stuff but yeah i i could assure you it will eventually you you will eventually get used to it yeah i, I i've i mean i'm more of a, of a photographer now um, I mean, I, I think you probably know this, but I do voice acting and I do photography and, and I feel like I'm, I'm kind of pretty deep in those fields. So I, I think drawing, like I probably wouldn't pick up drawing anytime soon. No, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I could understand it because photography is it's not an easy work as well. You have to have a lot of yeah. patience and dedication. I am not at, uh, that deep into photography, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I do have experiences because again, I study uh, photography in my colleges. There are a lot of patience put into that part, so yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm paying my high respect because on how patient a photography are to capture one good picture, so yeah, I have massive respect on that. I'm just an amateur mm-hmm. though. Like I have a Sony A7 III. I'm I'm definitely more experienced than when I first started photography, but um, I definitely wouldn't call myself a a pro. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, like it's, I, it's... like like I don't do photography. I I don't earn money on my photography. Like I, I haven't gotten to that point yet because uh, I've, I've been mainly doing translation and voice acting as my like primary primary um way of earning income as someone who's uh done film and studied film mm-hmm. i i guess i still consider myself an amateur as well just because i've never been paid for any of the filming that i did aside from like a, a wedding video or two but there's definitely a lot of patience required for drawing and painting too just because of how you draw and how you sketch things, how much pressure you put uh, with like a, your stylus or your pen, all of that takes a certain amount of skill and patience as well. Yep. So that's just something that's out of my wheelhouse as well. So that's something that, that I admire. Yeah, I, I could. Especially with your fingers. That's that's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I, tend, uh, I tend to stick more onto a, a sketchy style, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I could I could agree on some uh, sometime art could take time to uh, really work on it and it's yeah. also th- there's there's something to me about a, a sketchy art style that tends to be more appealing to me I don't know it's like sure. a, a messy but it also could be very expressive mm-hmm. uh, it's why I, I stick to more of a uh, sk- uh, sketchy style but it's also mixed with color because it's, yeah. uh, it's really uh, something that catch my attention a lot you you mentioned that you were um you you started being an artist in 2019 right yes. and um i was just kind of curious though do you have any sort of like art inspirations that sort of like inspired you to get into art um oh. like current currently do you do you have any people like on on the podcast we like to say art senpais do you have any like art senpais that you um that 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 inspired you to draw um there there is a uh... For my first person, I, I really look up to this more for my inspiration. Uh, he's from. He's also a furry. Uh, I think his name is uh, Mumu the Lion. Uh, where is he from again? Uh, from Thailand, I believe. Oh, oh, Mumu the Lion. Mm. I don't think I know him. Yeah, uh, I think he's just uh, entered Twitter in the 2020 or so, I believe. I, I, I can't recount it, but yeah, he's definitely from Thai and. He's yeah, the yeah. first person that I uh, really look up to and for my inspiration because of his, uh, not one comic, a series of comics called uh, Dungeon Island. I really love that. <laughs> I really love that comic mm. a lot. And it's a, it's a, furry, it's a furry comic. So if, if you are into that, I highly suggest reading it. It's, it's really, really good. Mm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out when I have time. Uh, you said he only joined Twitter in 2020. Where did you? What website did you first discover him on? I I, I definitely discover him in Facebook. Uh, before before I get into Twitter as well, I I saw him on Facebook uh, around 2017 or so. The, that's why I keep my my eyes on him and his my inspiration. I when I read his comic, I usually dream of how I could make that something like that as well. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm looking at his Twitter right now. I think I've seen his art before. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if these are the two same entities, but he has a link to something called Momo Fantasy. That I'm familiar with that person. Like Momo Fantasy, I think it might be his seller or his dealer. So I think like that person might be responsible for like printing stuff out and selling it at cons. Yeah, uh, Momo Fantasy, and and I know he is Thai. Momo Fantasy, that guy is Thai. Uh, Mumu Lion, he's probably Thai as well. Um, because I I think well I think they're friends. So yeah. I'm not sure if I know Mumu Lion himself, but I think I know his 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 friend. Yeah, I, I actually uh buy uh his uh his comic from uh, Momo Fantasy. So there's yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Momo Fantasy, I don't think that's his name. That's just like the company name. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've met the person who runs Momo Fantasy. I think I've met him like at least a few times. Yeah, like Ooh. like like at like at Firm one time and a couple times at Tie Tales. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So so Momo Lion is like one of your art inspirations. Do you have any others? Uh, I do have though. There's also uh, Null Ghost. I'm pretty sure you know you know who Null Ghost is. Yeah, because he's like Taiwanese, I think. <laughs> yeah, hmm. uh, Null Ghost and also uh, Takemoto. Yeah, Takemoto. Takemoto. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because I, uh, oh, Takemoto. <laughs> I haven't seen that guy in a long time. I I love how Takemoto his his art is so cute, but also yeah. gorgeous. It's so it's very expressive. I I could say that it's very expressive. When I look into his uh sona, his uh I I remember uh. Uh, I first saw his art of his uh, stickers, his chibi stickers, yeah. and I, and I feel joy in my in uh, in, uh, mm -hmm. in myself. I feel like oh, this is so cute. I I want to do something like this as well. You should come to Taiwan, man. You'll 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 you're probably bound to run into Takemoto. He he um he works as a uh, um well I mean because he draws the dinshis right. So he 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 works as a dealer at conventions usually here. Probably lately he'll be going abroad, but um, not sure if he's going to Tales. Probably, probably yes on that. But yeah, like um, yeah, Takemoto, he's a cool guy. Uh, I've I've met him a few times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Takemoto, no, no goes. I I know the name. I know his art. I've never seen him before. I think he's really introverted. He probably won't reveal that he's no ghost in real life. <laughs> um, but Takemoto, Takemoto is pretty cool. Yeah, I like I love his art. I like his uh, Zootopia mm -hmm. art. <laughs> I I mostly like his uh, sticker art because it's so adorable yeah. and it's personal. You're you're talking about like his his persona sticker, right? Like the like the orange and brownish looking like wolf character, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah, or I guess he's a dog. I'm not sure. I'm not sure actually. <laughs> I thought he was a wolf. <laughs> I I just I just uh, called him as K9 because I'm unsure as yeah. well. There's also I, I like uh, uh, his his contrast between his uh, sona. Uh, Takemoto and his OC uh, Otake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, because because one of because it's kind of obvious like one of I guess like one of them's like you know the Dom one's the sub I guess it, it has like this kind of like power dynamic I feel. Uh, for me, it's more like a a cheerful and a grumpy person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Otake yeah. is very grumpy. Uh, I, I again, I, I I could tell from his art and his expression. That's why mm. I really like his art a lot. He's also managed to make a grumpy person, but also seems so lively as well. We're still on the topic of art, so I, I, I do have to ask, though, do you think or do you feel that artists are respected in Cambodia, though? Like, uh, not, not furry artists, but just artists in general. I, I think, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of respect, uh, respectable uh, career in Cambodia because... Mm. Again, when when uh when Cambodian people heard that uh, of an artist, they usually think of a uh, they are re really talented basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I'm I'm pretty confident that they are really respectable in uh in Cambodian. But again, uh, because the Nice Cambodian is a a tourism country, isn't it isn't much uh profitable I would say than other mm -hmm. career in here. But then again, it's also a very respectable because. Not really? a lot of people would would choose to be an artist. Yeah. So yeah, I think there are uh, admiration in here. A lot of admiration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about like your parents though? Did your parents, you know, like what did they think? Well, I I mean, because you're you're studying professional design, but then on the side you do arts. So, do your parents know that you also draw furry art or? 
Uh, I, I'm not sure if they know uh, I'm a furry, but but they did saw me draw uh, furry uh, once a while. But, sure, sure. But uh, they they did actually really supportive on my art career. So uh, oh, I, wow. I, I I actually uh, told them that I I would do art for commission, but and they actually really supported on that idea. That's great. So 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 they know you do art, but they're but but they don't know that you're furry. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay okay so how do you hide that do you tell them like oh like i do art but like you don't tell them like i draw bara bodies <laughs> i usually just tell them it's for client oh okay 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 <laughs> I, sure, I just sure, sure. i just said uh, this is for a, a client this is a, their character that uh, is the mm -hmm. client mm -hmm. but <laughs> technically that is true yeah but they but they, but they, uh, they never ask on deeper than than that and I, I think they don't mind uh, me drawing the Bara character. Oh, okay, okay. But interesting. Yeah, they uh, uh, they did saw me before, but I'm not sure if they really question in their mind in the first place. Uh huh. Yeah. So when you're drawing furry, uh, we mentioned that you like to draw Bara, but is that your favorite thing to draw? Ooh. Uh. Actually, yes. I I I really like drawing Bara. I. Um, basically, I'm more into uh, drawing muscular character because I, I find it very uh, fun to draw muscular character. I just uh, draw them and just posting them and people just find it appealing as well. So I'm, I'm really glad about that part because, again, it's what I enjoy drawing a lot. What particularly about muscular bodies do you like the most? Like, what, what's the most appealing part about drawing them? Um, I I think for me, uh, because I really like mus uh, masculine men, and uh, I think that, uh, amen, amen, <laughs> <laughs> amen. Yeah. All right. All right. Amen. I'm, now we're talking. I'm really uh, into uh, muscular men, like masculine uh, style. Yep. So this story, I I I wanted to uh, make them basically as uh, as masculine as uh, possible, like this tough looking uh, bodybuilding. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what uh, caught my uh, attention and my appealing a lot. So this is why I really enjoy drawing something like this. <laughs> Again, it it's uh there's something about uh manliness that I really uh I really enjoy drawing. So yeah, yeah. this is one of my favorite things to draw about. Mm -hmm. I'm probably in the same camp as you. I, I I like I like the sort of masculinity and characters. Um, I do. I I need to show you my um my uh persona um doing parkour later. Uh, I think you probably haven't seen that one yet, but I'll I'll share that with you like like in a moment or something. Oh please. But yeah, do. like I I I could kind of sense that. Yeah, you're. I mean, it says it right on your bio that you know you draw bara bodies. So <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it is, uh, something I really my taste, yep. <laughs> my taste. Can you tell us something challenging that you've had to draw, like something that challenged you, something that's maybe the hardest thing that you've had to draw before? Oh, I, uh, I, I, I do met uh, some uh, some part of a uh, commission that I have to work on that are a bit uh, a bit more of a challenge than I would expect it. Especially for me, uh, tattoo one of my biggest enemy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I uh, for me uh, a struggle for me is, is tattoo. It it's really hard to draw on, especially on uh, on different perspective and there's also uh, muscle surfaces. So uh, tends muscle have uh, different surfaces like bicep, right, shoulder, right. Uh, the face and palm, something like that. They have different surfaces, so. I need to adjust the tattoo onto uh, that part, so it's really challenging for me. That is the hardest part mm -hmm. for me uh, to work on. Do you, do you have like those like Do you have like that figurine like 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 a like a body figurine that's like like probably like a like a muscular figurine to show you like the different body um parts and like the different muscular parts? Do you have one of those like models on your desk or? No, no, I. I I'll buy one for you. I'll send one for you later, man. Like, it sounds like you so, sound like you might need it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I definitely, I, I desperately need one. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, because those are useful. Like, 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 and it's like it's like movable, right? Those models, like, let's just say they're made out of wood or something. Like, they're movable, so like you can move the hands and the feet and and the head, and so that way it gives you like something visual to refer to. Oh, it's it's, it's definitely really useful when it comes to anatomy. Mm -hmm. it, it definitely help a lot. 
<laughs> but for uh, alternatively, I usually uh, not usually I mostly I I would go into uh, Twitter or or uh, Google and search uh, muscular bodybuilders and yeah, yeah, yeah. study study their muscle from there. Usually I I usually look on uh, lighting on their muscle so that I know the surfaces yep. and the uh, how to shadow them. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that that that's that's my best option for now. I just usually just look at bodybuilders, uh, <laughs> picture and help me uh, on how to uh, visualize the surface of of each muscle. Sounds very uh, saucy. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta look at uh, all these videos and, and content and uh, not get distracted, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it doesn't. In a way, it, it doesn't sound like a a punishment at all. <laughs> Again, I I find it entertaining because. Must, uh, yeah. Masculine men, masculine men enjoy enjoy drawing bara, so it's a win win. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got like maybe just one last question about art, and then we can move on. Um, like you know, like like I was I was scrolling through your Twitter, you know, the other day, and just kind of like looking at um your artwork overall. And I was gonna say, have you ever thought about making like a comic series or like a doujinshi? Like m- maybe you don't need to publish it physically, but have you ever thought about doing like a doujinshi kind of thing, like with original characters or your character or something like that oh my gosh you have no idea how much i wanted that because that's actually uh why i uh mom uh Mumu lion was my inspiration because i wanted to make those right. as well mm-hmm. or a uh, bit or, or a comic well i actually want to make uh, a comic style of my original character uh it usually mm-hmm. uh my my inspiration is from uh marvel as well Oh yeah, I love Marvel. Oh yeah, the, uh, the, the what, comic what, what, is so good. What, what 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 is it about Marvel that inspires you? Oh, uh, basically, uh, for me, it's about it's about the storyline of how they could make different character with different superpower could work yeah. together. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you like Thor. I'm guessing you like Thor, right? <laughs> like, was it Chris Helmsworth? Yeah, you you guessed it. <laughs> I had a feel like. Well, I like Thor. <laughs> like like again, I'm not gonna spoil too much. I think people have seen most of the movies, but. I like him in um, Ragnarok. Oh, what was it? I think the one where he has like short hair. Like I like him with short hair, and like I like him shaved. <laughs> oh, look, yeah. Well, to me, he looks more masculine. Like he, he. Well, in my opinion, he looks more masculine, like shaved, like kind of like a crew cut. Yeah, I, I, I actually prefer on his uh, short hair as well, though, because he's looks more. Yeah, like you said, more masculine, but it's also make him yep. more look like a warrior style. Yeah, yeah, oh, Agre- agreed, agreed. Yeah, it, it suits him. I don't. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't want to spoil too much for the crowd. I just saw Endgame. Believe it or not, I just saw oh Endgame gosh. like three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago. Mate, um, you are five years behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no joke, no joke. Like, cause, cause, like, what Endgame came out in like 2019, I think. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I literally just saw Endgame like four weeks ago. I just, so I don't want to spoil it to the other people who may not watch Endgame, but I get the feeling most people have already. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, so they probably already know the memes from it. Yeah, at least that much. Yeah. So Marvel has been a source of inspiration for you because you because you said that it's the combination of like people from different backgrounds and superpowers, but they're all connected in a in a universe, like literally the MCU. Yeah, and and how they could work together besides different yeah. powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, again, like how you could see uh, Doctor Strange could work with Spider Man yep. despite their different powers. Right, right, and, and that's what intrigued mm-hmm. me a lot on how they could make character work well so uh, so good. Are you saying that's something that you want to implement in a future comic, or 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 like what? Uh, if 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 I uh, was able to make a comic, yes, th- that's what I wanted to do as well. It's just like you have like. Are you saying that like you want to have like a comic series where it's like it's like different characters with different superpowers in like different worlds and like they they band together kind of thing or? Oh yes, definitely. I, I, sure, sure. I, sure. I no something. spoilers. No spoilers for <laughs> Richie's uh, future Dojinshi. <laughs> we don't want to spoil any. I mean, yeah. The <laughs> you heard it here, folks. He's making a comic. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if 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 I ha- if I could. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I, I I have a dream on something like that. Yeah, dream big, dude. Like, I think you, I think you have. Well, you definitely have like the fan base, right? You have like 13k followers on Twitter, and I think that you've got. So you've got like an initial fan base. So whatever you put out, you definitely are going to have people who who consume that media, who watch that media. I think like you should dream big. I I think you you can definitely be successful there. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> thank and, you. I mean, we might even see your we might even see your fucking Dojinshi published <laughs> at like Titales or Infernity. I mean, like who knows? Oh my gosh. Uh if you ever get in touch with like Momo Fantasy and stuff, they can probably give you pointers um about <laughs> like how to print things out, how to publish things. Well, I mean, they would be in Thailand, but like maybe they can give you pointers and then you apply that for Cambodia. Yeah. Because oh, I would imagine your your products you might find a bigger audience if you go outside of Cambodia. If you go to like Thailand, Taiwan, Japan, they really did that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I kind of wanted to do that as well, though. Mm -hmm. But again, I, I have to uh, start to developing on some solid uh, idea first. But right, I, right. I, I, I really love on your uh, the, uh, inspiration me a lot, actually. I, I really love <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem, man. I, I mean, like, like, like the podcast, this podcast right now, I always wanted to run a podcast and I always wanted to contribute to the fandom. And it really just took like, it took Burger to like talk to me and contact me and we did something. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, I guess, I, I guess I'm just a believer of dedication. Like if you really are dedicated and committed to something, to an idea and you have the resources and time, I think you can do anything. Oh my gosh. It's definitely uh, possible. It's definitely yeah. possible. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I, sure. I really love your optimism <clears throat> a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, uh have you considered becoming a life coach, Michael? Um, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> that's a compliment. I think that's a compliment. No, I I have. Been, mm -hmm. Yeah. So in this episode, we've 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 kind of talked a lot about your background and your interest in art, how you became a furry, and all that. I kind of wanted to take like another angle. And talk about like the furry fandom in Cambodia, like overall. This is this is another common question we do ask on the podcast, and that's like, does the average Cambodian even know what a furry is? Um, I'm just I, I'm dying to know. Uh, okay, so so this is a really interesting question because yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not fully sure if they are aware of a concept of a furry, but I, I do say there are a bit more modernized character uh into the product and all that stuff but uh i don't think they they know or i'm, I'm not fully uh, aware or confident that they know that what a furry is uh then again you could uh, you could see that a lot of a uh, advertisements tend to uh anthropomorphize the animal to be similar to a furry like <laughs> again i'm i'm not fully uh, confident that they know what a furry is mm -hmm. but like that's something you see that's very common outside, like from the West, you know, stuff like Disney and Looney Tunes and even in Japan with their animal characters as well. So maybe that's where they got their inspiration from. What do you think? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see uh, the probably their, their whole uh, perspective. Uh, I think uh, mostly here because anime uh, is popular here, so I think they based it more on that concept because some anime tend to have furry uh, character, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. so I, I think they tend to base more on that part. And yeah, I think it's also uh, take inspiration from Disney because, again, most of their character that they tend to use in here, in Cambodia, is more of a similar to a Disney-looking style. So yeah, I think I think they uh, they uh, they only know what a uh, anthropomorphized character is, but they don't know uh, what a furry is. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm mhm. Do 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 they like what about like mascots? Like like are mascots a thing in Cambodia? Like they are in Japan and Taiwan? Uh yes, they do. Uh, and so far, uh, mascot I only see mostly on a technology product, basically. Uh, so, oh, uh, like, like, for example, like MSI has like a red dragon. So, are you, are you talking about something like that? Yeah, because uh, I, I, I don't see sport uh, using an animal mascot here. I only yeah, see yeah. Uh, use more of a uh, advertising stuff like phone mm -hmm. or, but I, I think mostly on phone they tend to use mascot. I, I don't know why either. Yeah, hmm. yeah, because like, it's, yeah, because like mascoting culture is like very big in Taiwan and Japan, and we, we you know, we've asked this question probably over 10 times i guess that like in your country like do people think that fursuiting is similar to mascoting but i think that like in the first place there might not be very many cambodian fursuiters actually i i never i never met one actually yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 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 that's it's 
I mean, we're we're li- we're literally breaking ground here. Kind of reminds me of when we went to Laos with Defago. Um, shout out to that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's listening right now, but shout out to Defago, <laughs> um, <laughs> because he's like the only Lao furry I know. And then like here in Cambodia, like I think this is a similar situation where it's like the furry fandom I feel is very like new. I feel like like I think it's only just now starting to take hold. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and it's still not really. Uh fully aware on the general term as well they're still not yeah. aware of the general terms is, is there is there even is there even a, a commuter word for furry uh or you guys just say furry do you type in english to say furry or do you type in like the commuter alphabet and then type in furry no no i i don't think there is even a word for that <laughs> so you just use english like when you're typing in commuter do you do you just type in f-u-r-y or yeah yeah i definitely uh, uh this tend to uh f-u-r-r-y Interesting. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Because uh, in here uh, in Cambodia here, you see there are there are uh you know folklore and uh, story tends to yeah. this also have it's quite rare actually. I I don't think there actually any uh story about furry stuff aside from Hanuman. But then but then again, the tends called Hanuman Hanuman, a god or something like that. So yeah, I I don't think I don't think there is a word for furry in Khmer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about like any kind of meetups? Have you attended like any furry meetups like in your city? Uh, no, actually, uh, I, I, I never had been because again, for furry the, the, uh, aren't uh, normally common here. So sometimes we, we, we don't even know uh, other uh, other Cambodian furry existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but like, is there like a platform though? Is there like a platform or app or website that you guys can gather around like, like through Facebook or, or is there anything like that? No. Uh, so, so far I uh, have, uh, have looked into it. No, I, uh, there, there's never been one. I so- say you, you should make one. <laughs> I, I, I think, mm-hmm. I think you really should make one. like, like it's, this is like a really, I guess I would say new and also critical time. It sounds mm-hmm. like a really good idea to to make a group, yeah. Like even even if it's just going to be five people at first, like I, I think you might you 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 might literally be one of like the OG Cambodian furs oh. if you create that <laughs> yeah, group. One of the pioneers. Yeah, you yeah. might be one of the pioneers, like 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 the true, you know, like man, I hate to say legends, but you might be <laughs> a legend. Even if it's just like a Telegram group chat, you know, like I I think I think um I think there's something worth it, yeah. I I really mm-hmm. I really love your optimistic though. Uh, <laughs> it's it sounds yeah. it sound very inspiration actually. It sounds really inspiration. Yeah. It's okay if you if you don't want to make it. Like I know it's just a suggestion, so don't let me force you. But it just sounds like it really sounds like if no one is doing something like that yet, if no one has like a group, whether it be on Facebook, Telegram, or whatever, I feel like now is a really good time to make one. It's just like the the saying: if you build it, they will come. Oh my gosh, this this sounds so motivative. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really. This sounds really motivative. Yeah. No, we're just excited, you know. I'm excited. Yeah, like, like we're, we're, mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm excited. Like, I, I, I've never been to Cambodia, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, uh, we, we, we don't, we don't really know. Uh, for, for me anyway, uh, for me at least, because again, I've been into in this furry fandom for, um, at least a decade. I don't really saw a lot of furry in here as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but. But it's then still again, growing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, I think if they did have that group, or it doesn't have to be um a physical group. It's just like that that Facebook group or something like that. I think that that might help attract people. I feel definitely. But but like, I hope I hope you do find more furries though. Like like I like it sounds like there aren't any regular meetups happening right now. But mm. maybe that might be something that might happen next year or later this year. Who knows. I'm hoping the day they have uh, actually have Furcon in Cambodia, but then again, it's way out of their reaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. this this would be yeah. a very very difficult thing. Yeah, like a like starting a con. We've seen in the past, especially for these cons in Asia, that they start off as like a one day meetup. I would say it might be just like a really big meetup, mm-hmm. and then they transform from like a one day meetup to like a bigger size con. So like they start out with a room, but then then they later move on to a hotel. Yeah, it might just mm-hmm. be like an event center. Like, there's no hotel, an event center. Like, I think, I think, was it Forum was like that? I think it was like a room. Yeah, Forum, room yeah, room and then, a convention center. 
that started off as a room and then became a con. I think Infinity was like that actually. I think JC is going to kick my ass if I don't if I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I think like 2015, 2016 Infinity. That was like the very mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. Infinity was like 2015, I think, because I was there in 2017. Yeah. They already had a con hotel in 2017. I'll, I'll go ask JC later. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing, um, but I'm. But of course, like it, it's a lot of time dedication, right? Like it, there's time dedication. There's also money. People who are willing to pay for these things, right? Like if if you're poor already, then it's kind of hard to like to justify the cost. Yeah. Like I, why I mean, would I go to this convention or whatever if I'm gonna pay whatever? You know, this is like a lot of money for me. Yeah. More so, it's it's a uh, if they start doing it, it's also. A lot of people think it would be a family-friendly convention until they expose the Dojin Shi. Right. That, that's that there's also the artists who are gonna sell their art and all that stuff. So it, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard in the first time. I'm still kind of like astounded. Did you did you say that like most Cambodians probably they they don't even know what furry is? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, did I'm I'm pretty sure they do know. Uh, anthropomorphic character, but I'm I'm yep. not fully confident they know the concept of furry. I, I I imagine like if if anyone is a con chair, it doesn't have to be you, but like if anyone is a con chair, I would imagine like then you had to explain to the hotel or the convention center like okay, what is furry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you, I mean, well, everyone has to do that if you're if you're the con chair for any con, like like everyone everyone has to you know explain what 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 furry is. They never have exactly a a word for furry because, again, uh, if 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 you count uh Tom and Jerry, uh, for example, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Are Tom and Jerry classified as furry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Then in Cambodia, they they just refer to them as cartoon, nothing yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, there, I can see that. Yeah, there, there, there's never an actual word for furry. It's either cartoon, anime. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. kind of curious though like have you gotten the chance to meet like other cambodian furry artists not 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 just cambodian artists but like cambodian furry artists i know we mentioned one name already um but like have you gotten a chance to like meet up with other artists and like talk about art and like exchange ideas and stuff uh for me uh as uh as uh for a furry cambodian artist I'm I'm not fully aware of any artist other than a uh, Pisan, but I do actually met Pisan in real life once. Oh, uh, cool! Is he cool? Oh, <laughs> I guess that's a bad question. Is he is he cool? Is he listening to the? If he's listening to podcasts right now, you better say something nice. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's he's a very cool person. I I I could say yeah. that confidently. He's a very very cool person. He's How ver- do you spell his name again? Pisan, like P S E N or P S O N P H Y S E N. Oh yeah, P H Y S E. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's Pisan. I thought it was Fison, but oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Pisan. P H Y S E. Okay, okay, gotcha. But yeah, he he's a very very calm person. It's very chill as well. I I enjoy yeah. talking. Uh, I enjoy talking to him. Uh, when I get get to meet him once, mm-hmm. I think back in uh, twenty twenty, I believe so. Okay. But he's a really fun guy to talk to. He's he's also giving me a lot of art advices when uh, when I right. get to meet him. We we spend like an hour or two just talking about art and stuff, and he's really giving me a lot of advice. So yeah, I love that. On. Yeah, yeah, because because I mean, I mean, like, I mean, he's from your he's from your country, so it's like like he he's probably someone who could probably help you out a lot. Definitely, I I, I tend to rely on him when I need some art advices. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit more confident to talk to him. So, yeah, I I I really look up to him on his art style and his as a person as a whole, basically. And and I'm and I'm dying to ask though, like, is there any other Cambodian furry artists out there? Because like you two are you two guys are the only furry artists that I know in Cambodia. Uh, again, I uh, I'm I'm not sure, but I I uh, as an artist, I, I'm not really sure who else uh, other than uh, mm-hmm. P. But I uh I I do meet uh other f- uh, Cambodian furry, but isn't an artist. Mm-hmm. So for sure, for, sure, sure. for now. I only know uh, uh, P. I was just curious, like, have you have you met like, maybe not physically met, but have you been in contact with any furries from like Cambodia, Laos, or Thailand? Like, have you talked to them like occasionally? Uh, not not exactly in Thailand, but I I, I do have um 
uh, uh, Discord server that I usually talk with my friends. They are also mm-hmm. furry from different places, and from gotcha, gotcha. from Indonesia, Malaysia, and all like that. Uh, so, sometimes there are people across seas as well, from yeah. America as well. Oh wow! International <laughs> Discord, cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're probably surprised. Zoom. They're probably surprised to see you. I would imagine. I mean, for the first time, yeah, for the first time. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's the first time that they met uh, the uh, Cambodian furry. <laughs> I, I, if you if you ever go to MFF, then you 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 will need to be ready to explain to them what where Cambodia is. If you <laughs> oh, ever go to MFF mm-hmm. or AC, yeah, I mean I, I have the same thing. Like I I was talking to a friend the other day. Like I had to explain to people where Laos is. Oh, I I I have to keep that in mind then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even Taiwanese people they they sometimes don't know where Laos is, but yeah. But just tell them that it's uh it's it's the place where they filmed that one scene in the Tomb Raider movie. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> oh wait, uh, actually, Tomb Raider two thousand one is actually shot in uh, Angkor Wat. So yes, exactly. Yes, I, I have something to tell them. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. In one scene, in in one scene, I think. It, oh, in, in one in, scene. Oh, okay. in one oh scene, interesting. In, interesting. In uh, in uh, Angkor Wat, I think. Wow, I did yeah. not know that. I that's also. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, that's also kind of jump-started the tourism towards Angkor Wat in Cambodia as well. Yeah, I could agree on yep. that. We really just have one last question. Um, this is also a pretty classic question on, on the podcast. Um, do you have advice for aspiring artists out there and you know, specifically for Cambodian um, furry artists? I, I would say that uh, first of all, art is uh, it, art is a hobby, so you don't have to put pressure on what you're drawing. Just draw sure. what you love. I mean, for me, I I, I, I always draw Bara because that's what I love to draw. So, draw what you love. Draw what you wanted to draw, not from pressure, but what you desire. And of course, uh, keep practicing and dream big. Just 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 keep going. Uh, I know it's sometimes it's feel. Uh, a bit bad about your art from the start, but then again, art is uh is something that you need to work to grow. You're not gonna get good in overnight, so you have to keep going, keep pushing. So don't give up if you want to be an artist. Just keep dreaming, keep practicing, and keep drawing. Okay, great you've advice. Definitely, yeah, you've definitely complimented us on being motivational. But that sounds that sounds really motivational. What you just said. <laughs> so. Uh, thank you so much for being on this episode of the podcast. Can you give us your social media then? Tell us where do you want people to find you on the internet? Oh, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at NotAPlineWolf. Uh, my name is Richia, and uh, you can also find me in Instagram called uh, DragonicWolf. And also, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you could find me in Instagram if you type NotAPlineWolf as well. So there's my two social media that I usually active in. Great. Mm-hmm. He is not a blind wolf. <laughs> no, I'm not a I blind wolf. I love that, man. Like, I love something funny like that. That's a, that's a great handle. Mm-hmm. You're like the only and one uh, I know that's... with that. <laughs> <laughs> just just, just, just trying to tell out that my son is not a blind wolf. Definitely <laughs> not a blind wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once again, Richia, thank you so much for being on this podcast, telling us more about Cambodia leading up to becoming a furry artist, your story and all that. And we have high hopes for the Cambodian furry fandom. And hopefully there will be more people that are inspired from your art and that you'll be able to reach out to people. Hopefully there will be a nice little community that can just grow and grow like all the other countries over in Southeast Asia, East Asia, everywhere else in the world. I think, uh, yeah, we have high hopes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. and I hope uh, that you enjoy on this knowledge and my uh, life on uh, what it's like to be a furry artist in Cambodia. Right. So, this has been the Fox and Burger podcast with me, Burger. And I'm Michael the Macho Fox. And everyone listening, we will see you next time on the next episode. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>